Yep, I remember being fucking terrified of those things. Yes, dude. It was it was, like was real time, right? Like it wasn't like turn based. It was no. Yeah, this is yeah, real, it was time. real time, right? Yeah. And like this is exactly like Jude. Did you ever play the like? Well, yeah, we've talked about chips challenge, but like with the teeth enemies, because those are the ones that like targeted you. I I never got very far in chips challenge. Oh, so man. I don't know. It was one I, again. I never. I didn't play much on my computer, but I would just like when I was chilling, I would just be like, "Oh, let me. What's on here?" And I would just like play like the golf game, and then I'd play the. Oh my god. The, yeah, I would just like poke around, kinda. But yeah, I did play that mouse and cheese or that rodent's revenge Ooh. game a lot. Man, I'm, 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 I need to stop watching this fucking game of just God rodent's revenge. God, dude, it's a good game. It's it is a, a good, good game. game. Like such From a simple mechanic. Ugh. That's all you need, man. That's a it's simple mechanics and a good style. Because even looking at it now, I'm like, I would play like if, it, if they just right. jazzed up those tiles a little bit, like I would totally play. I mean, I'd play it regardless. But if they just jazzed up those tiles, I'd buy it for five bucks on Switch. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name's Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with John Hines. Hey there. And it's just the two of us tonight, and we are back, as always, to talk about some video games, and we are going to be talking about some video games. <laughs> I, like, I started saying, I was going to say what you were going to be playing, but I, I'd rather just ask you what you're playing, John, right. so I just decided to repeat myself. Let's do it. But what have you been playing? So I've been, I keep checking in after every major update on Monster Hunter Rise. Oh, 3. I didn't 0. even catch that there was an update. Oh, actually. yeah. No. Nice. And they're massive updates. Like this one was multiple new like monsters. I think they're even adding like new areas as well. Haven't nice. unlocked them because I'm still, as I've talked in our Discord, like only at like five stars, like scrub level. <laughs> Haven't gotten to seven uh, yet. But yeah. Oh man. There's yeah. Like what And these aren't like DLC. This is just like an update. Yep. Just nice. brand new content built into the game. Like I'm really happy with this like purchase. Heck yeah. And this is and on Switch for that to be like seamless integration. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't know, just like picturing that on a Nintendo system, like I don't know, back in the day, picturing just being like getting streamlined updates of a new game without issue on a Nintendo console kind of seems crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I still haven't. Uh, I've I've played one random uh, multiplayer uh, hunt, but not I still haven't been able to organize with any of my friends on uh, even though like they're constantly doing it i get like the notifications on discord way well after the fact and i'm like cool didn't didn't get that and i'm (laughs) so i still it's a mystery to me i don't know how like if everything scales if i'm just gonna get bodied because all of my friends are like so much higher level than me Uh, yeah I don't know. I'm 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 still plugging away as a, as a solo game, but I'm hoping to play it multiplayer soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll we'll have to check in again if you do end up syncing up with uh, some of those guys, mm-hmm. which I hope you do cuz yeah, I still every time you mention it I'm like maybe I'll cuz I did I did double check. It is Monster Hunter World is still on Game Pass and every mm-hmm. time you mention it I'm still like or it comes up in the Discord. I'm just like, maybe I'll download it. And I looked at it the other. It was like 90 gigs, and yeah. I was like, with the way my internet works these days, I'll I'll download that overnight. I was like trying to play something, so I was like, yeah, not not right now. Yeah, 
Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I guess real quick, I'll mention before we kind of get into some of the meteor stuff, uh, I was playing the newest game from uh, Niflis or Niflas. I'm not sure how you say it, but of knit fame, if you can call it fame. But <laughs> they yeah. were like a series of indie games, like pretty well known underground, like little mini Metroidvanias. And they've gone on to make a ton of other games. Uh, but I've kind of fallen off the track a little bit as far as like keeping up with every single release. Like they've made a few more knit games uh, in that series. And then they I think they made. I forget what it was called, but some kind of puzzler like Ernog or Ernog Urn Limited. It's got some weird name and weird spelling, but it's kind of similar to the Knit games, but a little more puzzly. And that's but, uh, K-N-Y-T-T. For thank knit. you. Thank you for spelling that, because I was thinking about it earlier. I was like, when I talk about this, I got to remember to spell it. And I totally forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've been playing Yinglet, which I guess I should probably spell, too. Although I think this is a real word, but it's Y-N-G-L-E-T. When I typed it in, it didn't underline it in red. So hmm. um, I don't know what it means. But basically, you kind of play it. The way it, I remember seeing it pitched before was uh, I thought it said a platformer without platforms. But it actually, like on their website, if you go on it, though, it kind of says it perfectly. It just says a relaxing swimming game, like uh, I forget, just something a relaxing swimming platformer or something like that. But it's not really a platformer because you don't jump. You're kind of like I think I've mentioned this before about other games uh, when we were talking about Boba, like the bubbles that you kind of go into and kind of like more so in New Super Mario Brothers, like is the probably more easier frame mm-hmm. of reference, like those water bubbles that'll move around that you can jump into and swim. Mm-hmm. It's like this is like how it works at all times. Like you just like swim into these bubbles and you just use momentum to like launch yourself from one to the next. And if you fall down, like gravity will just take you down Mm -hmm. and it's all about like launching yourself and angling yourself. And then eventually you get the ability to dash. So once you're outside of those bubbles, you can like freeze time or real, you know, super, super slow-mo time and then like launch yourself in a direction like you get like a cursor that kind of points in, you know, 360 degrees. And then eventually, like I got I haven't played a ton. I've played like the first 45 minutes or so. But it's like you're just zip like the one level almost felt like a metro line. Like you're just zipping around on these rails that like you bounce off of some of things, some things you can only dash off of and then you'll reflect off them. But if you're uh yeah, if you don't dash, you'll just go right through them. It's re- it's really interesting, but it's like stylistically more than anything. It's like this really like, I don't know, it's like more of a soundscape than a soundtrack, but it's still music, but it's kind of almost like ape out how it like reacts to what you're doing in the game. It's it's really awesome. Like I'm blown away and, and just get, got really sucked in when I was playing it, like kind of forgot about everything else for a minute. Yeah, I was watching some clips of it after you like mentioned it and I was trying to like like I I definitely it reminds me of other things and like when I was thinking of I've kind I didn't have the frame of reference for like the new Super Mario Bros but I was thinking of like in Celeste on the stages where you use the momentum to like launch through there's like kind of like negative spaces that are similar like yeah, that, but like yeah. those themselves are like like once you enter them they just give you a like of straight momentum boost but this is more like you gather momentum in the bubbles themselves well you're you have like free control when you're in the bubbles and then when you're outside of the bubbles you're basically like in air in gravity so you just like you have to like swim essentially like up to the you know top right corner to like launch yourself over but at like some of the levels you'll find like a little creature and it'll like show you a secret path that you can take and they'll be like these like slightly hidden bubbles that once you like if you follow it and just take a leap of faith it's like oh whoa there's a secret over here and like 
little hidden collectibles. It's just like full of surprises, like around every corner. Like the opening of the game is even awesome. Like it's totally like wordless. It just has like a few cutscenes. Like a comet just smashes into the planet while there's all these like little microbes. Or it's not. It's not a planet. It looks like it's just like a cell or something. But there's was, like all these was, weird uh, like. Yeah, that specifically was also giving me like electro plankton that, that's vibes. That's exact game, the exact game I was gonna mention. But like no neon. Like if you took the neon out and like re- like put it back with just more muted colors, like that's what I was getting. Yeah, it's totally electro play. That's the exact game I was gonna mention because you even look like kind of like a like the bones of a fish almost mm-hmm. like swimming around a little bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but I've been having a blast with that one. Um, but yeah, some of the games that we were going to dig into a little deeper tonight and the game that I really wanted to dig into. And I know you actually watched uh, some of the playthrough that I did of this job, oh, yeah. not play through, but the, some of the gameplay I did of uh, Iris and the Giant. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually picked this up recently. I got it on Amazon Prime of all places for free, which is uh, I, sh- I always want to cancel that subscription, but I haven't pulled the plug yet. But uh, anyways, I can get free games on there, so that's part of the reason I haven't. And uh, mm-hmm. this is—I wouldn't have even really been aware of this game. I think I'd like seen it, you know. Just it's—it does—it is very eye-catching. So like, I, I feel like I've seen it before, but it's like a deck-building roguelike, um, or roguelite, I should say, in the sense I was—I was told recently that roguelite means like there's uh, more of like a permanent gen, like progression. A, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, this has more of that. Although it—it doesn't. I mean, it gets. For how much is going on in this game, it just throws you like right into the action. It's got like a great opening cutscene. Like when you boot the game up, it's just like got great voice acting and everything. And it's just like these really like um, simple, like nothing like the games art style, really. It's just kind of these like line, like almost sketch stick people characters. And it's just like my dad was taking me to swimming lessons. Just like this little girl in the car, like getting lost in her thoughts and like started like looks at a book or something. And then like the whole like she's like up on top of the diving board it's just like a few quick like kind of almost like storyboard scenes there's like a little bit of animation but like the kids are laughing at her and she's getting ready to jump off the diving board and then like the game just kind of starts like when she lands in the pool you you just like are in the game menu Hmm. and it's like oh it's just so cool how it starts and then like you just go into the game and you're like kind of fighting off your nightmares and even the tutorial like there's kind of a ton of mechanics like it's a it's a roguelite deck building but there's also like a lot of puzzle and strategy going on as well um, and I say puzzle cause it kind of reminded me a little bit of like the clash of heroes, might and magic game. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's might and magic clash of heroes, whichever order, but, uh, from Cappy, that was like that puzzle battle game. But it kind of reminds me of that in the sense that like there's rows of enemies and it's almost like it's not a match three puzzler in any way, but like you can like get cards that are like attack all the enemies of one type or one species or mm-hmm. attack all the enemies in the first row attack. Like if you get a bow and arrow card, you can attack enemies in the for any row i think um and every like kind of floor and i know a lot of roguelikes kind of use that progression of like going floor to floor to floor and i don't know how many there are although i think I'd, i did have some pretty decent runs the other day um but yeah i am just like I, i'm loving the mechanics on every single level of this game i'm loving this art style i'm loving the music i'm loving the presentation like how quick you can i'm playing on the computer so i'm like just using a mouse to control everything. And I'm loving how much like I'm, I'm realizing how much as a non PC gamer, like for like a relaxing, even though this game is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a really relaxing experience to just like kind of lounge. I have my laptop like hooked up HDMI to my TV. So I'm just like lounging on the couch with a mouse, 
with a little like mouse pad on a hardcover book and just like chilling and playing this game. And like, cause the runs are like, you know, they can be 40 minutes or so if you're getting deeper into the game and like, there's all sorts of layers to it where like you find memories and then those will play a little cutscene and then you, those will unlock abilities that at first I thought like, I thought the memories were like a thing that you grab each run and then like those, okay, I got two this run and then I'll be able to use like two memory points for my like buffs. They're kind of like, uh, uh, passive buffs or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, that you have, or just all sorts of different types of buffs actually. But, uh, you actually, it's like every time you get a memory, that's a permanent upgrade on this skill tree and it just like unlocks more of the skill tree. So like now I have like six memory points to spend and I can spend those uh, almost however I want, but sometimes like two particular abilities will be like tied together where they're like, Oh, you have to pick like upgrade this or upgrade this like you can't have one or the other but like i've been able to really stack where like some of the upgrades are like this enemy will have an hourglass over its head uh one per floor where like if you kill that enemy you'll get an extra turn right away um and it's just oh all the different cards all the mechanics you also can find imaginary friends that have different challenges you have to complete to unlock that also like they're just kind of like a buddy that give you another like passive buff of some kind i've only I've unlocked the ability to unlock mm-hmm. <laughs> multiples of them, but I've only unlocked, I think, two or three. But there's like there's just so much going on. And again, like I said, it, but it just throws you like the tutorial. It's just like click on this. This is how you attack. Click on this. This is how you defend or this is what you're supposed to do. Doesn't explain like any of the new cards, anything. It's just like, all right, you'll figure out the rest. And it's just like, again, playing with the mouse, like I can just hover over the enemies. It gives like a brief description of what it does. And it's. You're not really and the reason I say puzzly and and strategy more than anything is because like you're not really worried about HP that much, although there are enemies that have armor that are like you have to take them down. But they're clearly indicated visually like that if they're holding a shield that has like a um, like a diamond on it, like one diamond, it's like that's one point of armor. If it's got two diamonds, that's two point of armor. And you do have to kind of deduce that for yourself. Um, but then there'll be like characters with a shield and there's like a V on it. I think those take like five hits, uh, but you can like then get a dagger. That's like, that'll kill an enemy in one shot, no matter who they are, or what they are. Uh, but then you'll get, I think it's based on Greek mythology. I want to say, like I've seen like a f- the Hydra, I want to say, or like the Gorgon. I don't know. I saw some like weird beasts that definitely sounded familiar. I don't know if it's Greek. It might be Norse mythology. I don't know, but it definitely is like. I don't know. I just I, I, I can't gush enough about this game. And I know, again, like I said, you watch me play some of it, John. Do you have any thoughts on like <laughs> other than I've just been gushing about it? I've no, been. like I, I agree with everything you're saying. And it really looked like a game that was especially up my alley. Like it does. That's have, what I was like, thinking. The yeah. different weapons that like uh do the different things like the axe will do like the like full line across. Uh, where and then the like dagger, like you said, will just like kill an enemy like like fatally, you like right from the get go. But the thing that I really like appealed to me that I thought was really unique about it as a deck building game was that you would be getting cards then you would just be spending cards. You wouldn't be reshuffling your deck. So like I forgot. I can't believe I didn't mention that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the it, main mechanic. Yeah. So like, yeah, you either will lose when you run out of health or when you run out of cards. Yes. And I just really liked that as a mechanic. So you're constantly like either stealing cards from enemies or getting them from chests or from 
like leveling up or like various mechanics because there's yeah there's different there's not even like there's a leveling mechanic but then there's also a will mechanic i I don't remember like it's crazy yeah there's like star points there's like three mm -hmm. different tiers of like like buffs that you can get during your run like Mm -hmm. outside of the ones you pick pre-run and then yeah i I can't believe i'm so thank you for mentioning that because i yeah i can't believe i forgot about that mechanic because it really and i love how when you die like there you even get these like one enemy will like attack you with sorrow cards and throw them in your deck and then you have to play those and lose five health or you get you know maybe you can find ways to i haven't actually found ways to discard cards but like when i died from that on one run it was like sorrow consumed you like not, not i died but yeah, you come across characters with magic shields, so now I can't use my fire against those enemies. I gotta mm-hmm. t- attack them with regular stuff. It's just top to bottom, I'm hooked, man. I cannot get stop playing this game. Every time I boot up my computer, I play a few runs. So nice. it's it's awesome. Can't stop playing it. Uh, but what have you been uh, spending some time on, John? Maybe a little bit outside of the video game realm, but we like to dip our toes in those waters as well. Oh yeah. So our friend, mutual friend uh, and drummer of our band, Mikey, uh, yeah. uh, at that, I don't know, a month or two ago, a couple who's like, hey, I might get back into Warhammer. <laughs> like, would you guys be interested at all in playing the version of Warhammer 40K that is a much smaller scale? Like in Warhammer is a tabletop rpg or uh, war game that involves miniatures that you know you're playing sometimes up to like dozens of these miniatures that you're putting on a like physical table like with you know uh cover and environments that you have to navigate around and each character has like a specific range that you have to like oh this one like has a six inch range and like you'll have to roll these dice in order to like figure out how much damage they do or what whatnot and uh that's always been incredibly intimidating uh yeah but our friend mikey like played it when he was younger and like you know it was a it was a hobby that he had when you know you have the time and other people to play it with and right right he was like hey warhammer has this shorter version called kill team where you only are playing with like a couple a couple miniatures instead of like this massive army and games only last like 30 minutes or so and i was like you know what yeah i'll give that a shot and then i took it upon myself being like you know what if i'm gonna go into this i might as well like you know learn some of the lore like actually get into it like not just you know show up know nothing and like not put any effort into it yeah like teach me everything right and you you have been you guys have been going back and forth a bunch oh my god (laughs) you you have you are being spared the bulk of it because most of it is just me texting (laughs) for a while there what i was doing was just like going onto the warhammer wiki and like clicking a random article and reading it until a like sentence made me say what the fuck out loud (laughs) (laughs) and then i would go click on that and it is bonkers the whole like universe is ridiculous like it i'm pretty sure like coined the term grimdark uh okay in, in terms of like being like overly brutal and like like oh like everything's really depressing or like it's yeah i think in the i think it comes from the like tagline of it like in the grim darkness of the future all that there is is war or something of like like that and i 
for I don't even remember if, because I've been in this so deep now of just yeah. looking stuff up. Uh, <laughs> I got into uh, Necron, which are these immortal skeleton robots that are. Oh, they're robots! Also, I didn't. I didn't realize that. Oh yeah, like they're. Uh, I mean, there's so much more. <laughs> but uh, for uh, like, Mikey was very kind and literally bought me a set of like the base warriors and like i've nice taken it when we were even recording the podcast with randall i think i was talking about i was on ebay finding like used uh, like uh units for that i could specifically use on kill team and yeah man it's i've been what i've been doing most recently is just painting my little guys because there's so much it's it is a really fun and like immersive and massive like world, basically. Like there's so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Like I I don't know like what the vast majority of the factions are or do right. or like anything about them because I've only learned about my specific like group and what they can do, and I only know in the context of this one very specific game. That I haven't even played yet because there's so much that you just need to. I mean, again, you don't need to do any of that. Like, you can just play with stand-ins or proxies where you're like, oh yeah, like this is a a bishop from a chess board, and like that's gonna be this character. Right, like, right. The as long as you have the rules, you can do play it however you want. But like, and and that's both the I think uh, a benefit to the series or the entire world or hobby but at the same time it is incredibly like i think hard to get into like i think that's a one a hard ask for like like people to just even learn the rules especially if you don't have like a group of friends to play with or like a dedicated like community that you can be a part of right like the nice thing about video games and like playing things remotely is that you can have like a lot of that streamlined like unless you are playing with someone who knows the rules knows like oh this is the dice roll that you have to do for your but that's uh, Mikey's never played as my guys so he has no idea oh, what the okay, rules are yeah. for mine That's interesting. How many how many factions are there? Just r- like if you have a rough estimate, you don't uh, have to at least a dozen. Okay. And like okay. they all have their own rule set. Like they Yeah, all- it's like a whole like kind of not game, but I mean we're talking like very different, yeah, types of play, I guess, play styles. Yeah. So there's the well, the hurdle of, you know, actually knowing how to play the game and like having at least enough pieces or enough proxies in order to play the game. But it's also expensive. Like that is an yeah. a ridiculously expensive hobby for like really like I, I you can make your pieces look incredible and people do they're professional painters or like people who like make everything look incredibly gorgeous but Dude, yours don't look half bad man you no, you have was, not you, you, you've not seen what like they could look like there are. <laughs> <laughs> oh no i've seen some i've seen some amazing ones don't get me wrong but when you sent yours, I was like, man, you and Mikey both. I was like, man, these look sweet. I mean, and like, it was better than I would ever it. expect, like that I could do. But it's but, but they're 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 little pieces of plastic. They're little dudes. Yeah. Like they're, they're 
But is the pressure on like because you yeah, you're just saying they're expensive. Like, do you feel like, oh, man, like I'm I might fuck this up. Initially, I was. But like at, at every step of the way, I was always like, oh, I need to have this be perfect. I need to make them look as good as possible. And then I was like, I'm playing with my one friend. This is all I <laughs> I don't need to like agonize over this and make it look flawless. I can just have fun. And once I got yeah. to that point, like I just started to have fun. Like I got to the point where I was like, oh, am I getting the right primer on this? And then as soon as I started spray painting one, I'm like, ah, oh, no, this just feels fun to do. <laughs> That's awesome. It always, that almost reminds me of like when I get like a new amp or something and I'm yeah. like, I'm all like super protective of it. Like, oh, I don't want to I don't even want to take it to the show sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then like, but eventually I do, obviously. And then like once it gets its first ding, it's just like chuck this thing do yeah. whatever the hell with it like you know just as long as you don't don't be like be careful with it but right. f- like cosmetically couldn't care less yeah oh i i did have the luxury of at least you know lauren my wife is an artist so she has like mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff already that i was like able to like launch off yeah i got specific oh like uh paints that were you know the colors that i needed but i was like oh i have an old attache case and like lauren has a bunch of like foam core and i just made a like custom case that i could fit my entire like kill team army in and i was like oh this is nice and cost me zero dollars nice nice yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, if if you and Mikey get into it, I know Mikey's in the past. He's even kind of like grilled us a bit. Let me come on and talk about control. So mm. uh, I know uh, we're gonna be uh, having Randall a little less often, at least for a few months. So maybe we can goad Mikey into coming on if you guys uh, play some Warhammer and talk about that sometime. Dude, that would be no fun. promises. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. But uh, but yeah. Lastly, we kind of wanted to talk about some uh, Paper Mario sticker star, mm-hmm. or I wanted to talk about some Paper Mario sticker star. But I think we're both going to talk about it. But that's what I've been playing lately. I've been playing quite a bit of it, and I actually picked it up again today after like taking maybe not even a full week break. But I just I, I hadn't feel like I hadn't played it in a while. I felt like I had to kind of be like, where was I? What was I doing again? Okay, okay. Do you still um, have two copies of the game? No, I finally got rid of the one. I can't remember. Like, DJ got it for me for my birthday or Christmas or something some year. Mm-hmm. And then I, like, got it used or something at some point, And I just, like, forgot I had it or something. I don't remember. Because mm-hmm. um, I definitely bought it after he got it for me. <laughs> but anyways, um, uh, but you know, I'd always heard up till now that, or, you know, that this game, or always, even until now, that this game just kind of got, not necessarily panned, but... The Paper Mario fans definitely just come and attack every Paper Mario game pretty much since Thousand Year Door. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they maybe I feel like Super Paper Mario at the time got a little bit of a pass, but like in hindsight, it's like if it's not Thousand Year Door, everybody's pissed, mm-hmm. um, and sort of rightfully so because they've missed the mark on a few of them. Like even Super Paper Mario, I didn't really love that game. I I, I really liked it a lot, but I didn't. You know, it's not the most memorable game to me, especially f- considering how memorable some of the, the first two games in the series are. Yeah. Um, but having kind of heard such mixed two, you know, leaning on the negative side things about Sticker Star, I'd kind of just been like, never played it until now. And I finally it was just for whatever reason, the way it sits on my shelf, it kind of sits a little bit higher than the games <laughs> next to it. So like I could just I just kept looking at it every time I looked over. And I was like, you know what? I need to just start this game. Like, I, I've owned it forever. Like, I'm trying to go through the backlog. That was part of the reason of even starting this podcast was, like, playing through backlog games and things mm-hmm. I've been meaning to play. Um, and I started playing it. 
And I got to say, like, up until I was playing today, I was ready to come on the podcast and be like, I'm about to make a like a not that this is the best Paper Mario game, but I I was going to make an argument for like, this is up there because it is like this is why I told you to keep playing. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I just finished the first chapter and it's getting so annoying in some ways, like mm-hmm. where I'm like, you got to backtrack so much. And like mm-hmm. at first I was so excited by the level map, like the world map. It's like, oh, it's just like level based. And it's kind of like it, my first thought was like, this is how they should have done Super Paper Mario was like have levels like this and have it be like put together in this way. But then at first when the game's like starting off the battle system, I think the battle system is really interesting to be it's honest. Not bad. I, think it's the, I think it's actually my, I actually think it's the best of the, if I'm just talking about the first four, which there isn't even a battle system in uh, super paper Mario. And I haven't played the newer ones since mm-hmm. then, but I think, I think it's the best in the sense that it's the most engaging for the battles themselves early on, because you're, you you do like kind of have limited cards or stickers or whatever um that you and you kind of and you're like restricted like you can't pick which enemies you have to attack so you have to like pick the cards and like do the attacks in the right order i find the combat to be really engaging up until they start adding stuff where like you have to have a specific sticker for a thing mm-hmm. and that's where the backtracking comes in where it's like oh i i i was able to like w- like cheese or not cheese but like just like muscle my way through this boss fight. So which was like the, again, at the end of the first chapter. Uh, but it was like, man, I really had to like, I got and the save points. Like I forgot to save one time. And like, when you die, it just goes back to the fucking title screen. It's like, yep. what the fuck? Um, and I forgot. Yeah. So I a lot of like, I'm at about five hours into the game, but I probably put about like six, six and a half for all the time I've lost. But yeah, so I, I have my frustrations, but again, I really find like, cause there's so many different attacks. Like, I haven't gotten in the groove at any point of like the in in thousand year door even like I get in the I get to the point where like all, every attack for, other than when you like fight a new boss or something like every attack from the enemies and every attack that I do I can block them and I can land the the hit every time but I can't get in the zone on these at, in uh, sticker star like it's I'm having to juggle around and use so many different things I can't quite get in the zone and then Sometimes the 3D effect, which I think is awesome in this game, too, like the way mm-hmm. it's utilized. I always love that. I crank it all the way up on the 3DS. I love it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I really like was loving it up until today and then just kind of kind of it's missing the mark a little bit. I'm going to keep going. I'm, I'm I got through like I'm starting chapter two. I'm going to keep playing. I can't but, remember if I made it to chapter three or chapter four before I finally called it quits. And like, I, I think I have very similar feelings where I feel like it has a lot of really good ideas and does a lot of really interesting things, but it is just such a frustrating game. And that, yes, like I, I, I think I did, like stop playing it because I kind of felt like it was wasting my time and like a lot of things, especially like when it got to boss battles and those were more puzzles than anything else where it's like, you just need to have a specific sticker that will trigger like this event. And that's like not really like, and you can I, I beat think them on, you can beat like muscle your way through, but it's a slog. Like I had to buy yes. a ton of mushrooms, a ton of, like load up on stickers and it was a I barely made it barely and I, made it. I think that that's been a, 
thing, uh, a recurring theme for the Paper Mario series is that since Thousand Year Door, they've really like reinvented it, it as like a mechanic while keeping the story and like the charm the same. So like there's a yeah. lot that you can com- keep coming back to in these games, but like they constantly change what the games are. And on some level, that's, you know, impressive. Like they're making these competent, like, battle systems that are completely different from game to game. But at the same time, like, it's just, I don't think that it's an an innovation that they need to necessarily be doing. Yeah, I title. I see what you mean. It it seems like it's like they they obviously have, I was going to say they probably, but they obviously have a ton of talented people at intelligence systems that are just like looking to push themselves or like, yeah, we got to do something new where it's like, maybe just like it, it can just be a new fresh little twist. You know, it doesn't have to be like a full, you know, new cocktail. It can just be like, add a little zest of something to Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. You know, man, I I was thinking about, uh, I I think I replayed thousand year door somewhat recently. Like I'll, that's one of the games that I'll, I'll revisit a lot. It's a, it's a, yeah, I'm really high on my list of favorite games. Oh yeah. It's up there for me too. I think last time I was trying to do a badge run where I basically only leveled up my badges and I didn't increase my health at all or flower point. Maybe I increased flower points so I could actually use badges, but yeah, like the thing that, is really good, I think, about the first two Paper Marios is that there is a lot of customization. Like, you can, you know, take the partners that you want and level them up, and you can, like, choose the badges that you equip that will give you different abilities and stuff. And, like, you can play the game the way that you want to, whereas, like, every successive game since is way more puzzle based and you basically just have to solve battles rather than beat them. And I, that's not as enjoyable for me personally. Interesting. Cause I, I do find from memory, it's been a while though, but from memory, like I do kind of remember sort of breezing through paper Mario and, and thousand year door, like to the point where like you can customize and play how you want, but it, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter that much. Like you, you're just going to win. Like until you get to the, I remember losing at boss battles and that's about it. Um, but yeah, there's, there's definitely been some frustrations in this one where like the save point, there's not like a save point right before the boss. It's like Mm -hmm. midway through the level. It's like, ah, it's huge pain in the ass. But like, I, I guess maybe it's just the type of, like after just playing Iris and the giant, like it was kind of giving me a little bit of that fix of like, Oh, this kind of, card based like it, i'm throwing my cards away kind of like iris and the giant like they're you know i'm like have my i'm not building a deck per se i'm just like collecting things and using them yeah. to the best of my advantage like but it, it like now that i have four pages in my book and i can just stack my stickers like i'm not really running into too many scenarios where i'm like up for a challenge and other than like you said like the boss battles and because there's no leveling up or anything i'm yeah. just kind of like you can just kind of like it's almost it's a, you can just kind of run ra- i don't do random enemies, battles yeah. like I, that's what i yeah. stopped doing because it was just a waste of coins essentially basically because you have to yeah, buy you gotta, the stickers you, you don't like you don't find enough really that i mean you can yeah. you can replay levels and i remember doing that and farming hidden item blocks in order to get like all of the hammers or stomps that I need. But 
I don't know. That was that was frustrating when I was like, there's no point for me to do a random battle until the boss. Like there's like they're just in the way. <laughs> yeah. And I guess they, they are going a little too heavy. Like I have had to look up a couple things where it's like, what the hell am I supposed to fucking do here? Mm. And then it's like, oh, I'm sp- like, it's they're going a little too heavy on like, the, you got to stick stickers on everything. Like I was like, I got to stick a sticker over these like air vents that are like way in the fucking background mm-hmm. to stop blowing the weight. Like I never would have thought of that. It's cute, um, but let's, fr- yeah, it's frustrating. Like it's there, like there's so much puzzly stuff sometimes. Yeah. There's so much of this game that I love and there's so much of it that I, I just don't want to play when it's frustrating. <laughs> Yeah. Well, to to end it on a high note, I do want to just mention the music again, because mm. I do think that it is like a high point of like Nintendo music. I mean, oh, I'm yeah. just bopping to all the tunes. They're so peppy and catchy. And it does that thing where it kind of remixes the same like melody in the overworld, like as you shift into the different parts of the map. But yeah, I've been like humming these tunes in my head like all week, just like cannot get them out and. I love it. And it's super charming. Like that opening cut scene where that toad falls under the well mm-hmm. and gets stuck and it does like that triple take. I don't know if you remember that. I don't. And the, there's like a fountain in the center of the town square and like when the whole like world kind of explodes and opens up. They do such a great job with like that paper craft style. Oh, I do remember that. And I, oh, I love that hub world and how like it just slowly got rebuilt. Oh, God. It's really awesome. Yeah. It's And there's like that and little it's like. funny. Seat. Oh, God. It's there's hilarious. So oh, the game is hilarious it's got all all the stuff like writing wise that you loved from paper Uh, mario and style wise and everything else although i still i do grade against a little bit the the like real world stuff in the game where it's like it looks like stuff that belongs in like a pikmin game and they put it in paper mario like it's got that it's not photo realistic but you know what i mean sort of did you uh read that article about that the reasoning why they made that shift no um so nintendo has like a style book or like uh, a certain limitations on what you can do with its characters and okay. after thousand year door they made like made a hard line stance that you are not allowed to like iterate on like the established characters so like basically every partner that they made in like paper mario one and paper mario two was like oh here's bobbery who's like a sea captain bobom or sushi who is a cheap cheap that like like has right. like is a variation on that and right like, right nintendo took a hard stance at some point and said we're not doing this anymore a goomba is always a goomba a bobom is always a bobom and like it's an arbitrary decision, but like that. I feel like re- they've broken that a bunch of times. They've, but yeah, like, I'd have to think about it more. But they, like, I feel like even in this game, they just do all these stupid like Goomba. Like, I'm not a fan of like the, how the enemy. I'm just now I'm gonna end it on a bad note. No. But uh, <laughs> like how the enemies just are like, oh, I'm a Goomba on a piece of. I'm like a sticker Goomba. Now we're like eight Goombas sticker together. Like it's just like, but it's not like. Uh, yeah, but those are like still enemies that are like Goombas. It's it's a we. I know again, what you mean. It's an arbitrary yeah, yeah. decision. Like it's a line that Nintendo drew where like this is okay, this is not, and right, that right. really like boxed Limits in the them. designers, and so they had to lean into the paper aspect of Paper Mario, and that translated into like here's a fan or here's a yeah. stapler, here's or some scissors. A hole punch. It's like. Sh- 
Yeah, it's like the most obvious stuff, too. And it's just like, yeah, it's just yeah. a little clunky. But what my plan is to now that I'm in World 2 and now that I've kind of hit the snags that I hit in World 1 where like I kind of know I'm going to need to backtrack, I'm going to I'm going to keep playing through World 2 or like you know, keep playing and see if I if I can mosey my way through and not be hitting as many snags and I'm I'm going to keep going cuz I am yeah. enjoying it on the whole. It's like a good game to like have something on in the background kind of on the TV while I'm like, you know, I'm still cranking up the tunes though, man. I love yeah. the music in this game. Oh yeah. But uh but yeah, we can wrap up the games talk there this week, John. And uh, as always, you can find us on the internet at pursuingpixels.com. And we're on YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, in no particular order, we're on Discord hanging out all the time. Um, and I think I hit all the bases there. <laughs> and if I forgot anything, whatever. Um, but yeah, we'll catch you next week. And until then, take care. See ya. What a smart. Yes. Yes. Dude. This yes. Fucking game. This is dude. This is the same era that I played that Santa game at my cousin's house. Like it was like this game that Santa. Remember we were talking about that like Santa platformer. Yeah. Uh, It was like, yeah, this game was sweet. This game was so good. But like, oh I really my- want to play this game now. Fuck. I haven't thought about this game in like a decade. Dude, it- would have never crossed my mind again. I'm going to stream this game <laughs> if, I can, if I can find it.